The opinions of Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman don't reflect the views of Gal Media. Parental discretion is advised. KFNC Mont Bellevue, Houston, a Gal Media station. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, this is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Today's Blitz Rewind starts now. Justin Verlander, at least according to uh, James Click, says um, Verlander not only wants to pitch, fully expects to pitch next year. I, I guess this year is what I mean. Like this uh, yeah, season, well, 2021. Yeah. Which is the, his last season with the Astros. But the likelihood that a 37-year-old is going to come back from it yeah. in a shorter amount of time than is generally expected on the short end, it would really shock. Yeah, I don't see it happening. You know, we see all the time people finding running backs off the streets. You know what you don't see being found off the streets? Offensive tackles. Yeah. Pass rushers. Cornerbacks. They just, it doesn't happen very often. Those are the things that you really have to address with your draft capital. Cornerbacks uh, are, are difficult. You can find occasionally, you can hit one, but that's pretty rare. But you have to find those guys yourself. Because if, if you wait and sign them after somebody else did, usually it doesn't work out. No. Nope. Here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we are back on the Blitz. Our number three, 713-780. ESP is your number, 713-780-3776. You can also get us on the Blitz Facebook page. Find the Blitz. Click like. You're good to go. There's Twitter at Fred Power, F-A-O-U-R, at AJ is the Real, at Aaron is Blitz, at Degenerates975, at T McCark16. Here for the first segment. Missed the first two hours. That's some of what you missed. A lot more good uh, college football stuff to come because... Taylor McCard joins us, former Rice quarterback, college football analyst for ESPN. Actually got to call a game last week, if I'm not mistaken. What's going on, man? How's it going? Yeah, we actually, you guys called it. We finally did get one for Rice last week against UAB, which was nice to get in the booth and uh, finish out their year. But all good. How are you guys doing? No complaints here, man. I, I know uh, it's, it's, it's the wild season coming to a conclusion, and... You know, a lot, lot to discuss, and we, we spent a lot of time yesterday talking about the rankings when they came out, and I wanted to get your thought on some of these. The, the Ohio State thing is, has gotten to be a frustration point for me because I, the truth is Ohio State, USC, Cincinnati, all of these teams, they, they have essentially very similar resumes. They have, they're undefeated. But none of them have really – I don't think there's a single win between them that makes you go, wow, that's a, that's a nice win. Uh, yet, for whatever reason, Cincinnati's ranked fourth. Uh, or I mean, Ohio State's ranked fourth. Cincinnati's, what, ninth? And USC's 13th? Like, yeah. it just seems very arbitrary to me. And it almost seems like the, the biggest thing Ohio State has going for them is that they're called Ohio State. You, you disagree with that take? No, I don't at all. USC is bizarre at 13. I, I, I can't imagine a year where an undefeated Pac-12 team, especially a brand name like USC, is that far back undefeated. Ohio State is just being given the benefit of the doubt, and uh, we talked about this last week. That's frustrating to me because Ohio State the past two years has gone on the road and laid complete eggs in the Big Ten. And I, To me, this is just not a team that you can give the benefit of the doubt. If they only play five regular season games, I understand even on paper if they if they they feels like they should be ahead of an A and M or a Cincinnati or a USC, 
or not a, not a USC because they've played similar games, but especially if you're an A&M fan or you're a Cincinnati fan, you have a case to be upset because, like you mentioned, not a lot of games and no quality wins, and it does feel arbitrary. It sort of feels like the college football committee has said, look, we're going to put together this a playoff of the four biggest name-brand teams where we can slap these people together with the most eyeballs and make some money on this because it's 2020 and there, there's not really going to be any ramifications for this. Uh, I wanted to go over some what would it take scenarios with you and I, I and you tell me if there's it, I mean maybe there's a uh, there's there could be no way but if if there is a way I'd like I'd like to hear uh your take on how it happens what would it take for for Notre Dame to not make the playoff at this point for them to not make the playoff they would have to lay an egg badly against a Trevor Lawrence-led Clemson team, if it, if they came out and they lost by four touchdowns and were just blown you know, clean out of the game, and it may be at that point. The problem is, if you're at A&M, how do you put an A&M team in over that Notre Dame team, even with a loss to Clemson, whose best win of the season is Florida, and we saw what happened with Florida and LSU last week. So the, the best-case scenario if you're A&M is Notre Dame gets blown out against Clemson and then potentially, and there are a couple other things that could potentially happen, but it's really that that would get A&M in over a Notre Dame. Is there a situation, well, and, you know, if Clemson loses, they've got two losses, does A&M jump Clemson? I think they have to. I think if it, it, two losses out of the ACC over a Notre Dame team that they, they will be favored in in both games, both with Trevor Lawrence and without, I still think a one-loss, SEC team whose one loss is against the best team in the country this year, that's got to mean something. And I understand that if Florida is your best win of the year, that was still a quality win at the time, and that's got to matter. At some point in the season, playing a full slate of games and only losing one game has got to matter at some point. Well, Clemson's best win, if they don't beat Notre Dame, is Miami. And I think that Miami lost a lot of credibility last week uh, against North Carolina. Is there a path in your mind for a Big 12 champion, whether it be Iowa State or Oklahoma, to get in? I actually think the best-case scenario would be for Iowa State, and it would take some shuffling at the top, but it would really require – it would be a a Hail Mary. Alabama's got to lose to Florida. They look a little bit weaker. And then Notre Dame, either a blowout loss or a Clemson loss to Notre Dame, but they sit there with two losses – it's more likely that it's Clemson losing twice and then you put Iowa State in because this, even with two losses, a win over Oklahoma, Oklahoma's playing really good football right now. I think that win would matter to the committee. I think that's the best-case scenario for them to get in. But it's, I, I would have an issue with that two loss. The Big 12 is what we've seen out of them this year. I don't think they're deserving of being in. But again, it feels like we've tossed really logic and reason out the window with this year's rankings with where we've seen Cincinnati come in and USC like we talked about earlier. Yeah, I, the Iowa State thing is curious because they, they are playing – I mean, Oklahoma's playing really well now. But, I, I mean, Iowa State's been very good, and they've beat that – they would have beat that Oklahoma team twice. They beat Texas at Texas. Their losses are at Okie State and, and to Louisiana, who's, you know – seemed like a, a terrible loss at the time but it turns out they're a top 20 team and they've got a chance to to go up even higher in the rankings if they win this weekend so I think there maybe I'm crazy but I do think there's some ways for Iowa State to get in this thing over a and I'm 
Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. I, and, and the conference championship we've seen in years past matters to the committee. Well, the committee if, said if you as much. Play in a conference championship game. I think also whether they would ever admit it. I think the playoff committee is trying to avoid trying to avoid having a one seed Alabama and a four seed A and M. We've already seen that game. I don't think it's something that anybody would be particularly excited about, except really for A and M fans. Outside of that, that's a matchup that I don't think most people would want to see. And that the Iowa State team, the way that they're playing right now, if they were to go beat Oklahoma, I think they have a chance. If it's if it's Oklahoma, I don't think they're going to get in. But Iowa State, I think, is the Big 12's best chance if they were to pull the upset. Okay, now here's the last one I'll hit you with, and, and this one may be silly, and it's okay if you think it is. If Florida goes out and beats Alabama, do they suddenly reclaim a, uh, a stake in some kind of a way? No, I think you'd see it stay the exact same four teams that we see right now. Just Let's in a different order. That Notre Dame loses. I think it's Alabama. They may bump down. I think it's Notre Dame with one loss, Clemson with one loss, and Ohio State. I don't think Florida has any chance after the egg they laid against LSU. I really don't see them getting in with those two losses over those other four teams we mentioned. Here's a, here's a question. Let's say Northwestern, and this is obviously a, a, a pretty pretty big stretch, but let's say Northwestern had beat Michigan State, and Michigan State's a bad team. It's, it wouldn't have been crazy to think that Northwestern could have beat them. They just laid an egg that game. If Northwestern were undefeated right now at 7-0, and would Northwestern be right where Ohio State is? Like, would we be looking at them as a team probably playing for a chance to be in the playoff? Absolutely, especially with a if they had if they were to if they had come into this undefeated and beat Ohio State, they would be in the Final Four. Okay. There's no doubt. And and the Big Ten with where they're at as a conference right now, ahead of the Pac-12, they just get given they're given the benefit of the doubt. An undefeated team out of the Big Ten will be in or would have been in the college football playoff in Northwestern's case. To go back to Pac-12, to the Pac-12, how interesting is it that you think back just a handful of years ago, the Pac-12 was, was right there considered a, a lot of times yeah. even ahead of the ACC. They were really the third conference, sometimes the fourth, depending on the Big 12 strength. But now it feels like they're an afterthought where USC, undefeated USC is, is not even – in any sort of consideration, not in the top ten. I think part of that is out of sight, out of mind. They were the, the last team, the last conference to begin competition out of the Power Five. But really bizarre, and it's going to be interesting to see over the next few years. How does the Pac-12 get back into the into the conversation in the national spectrum? Well, uh, as far as, I want to go back to Northwestern real quick. If Northwestern were five and zero and had only played five games, and they were playing a one-loss Ohio State team this weekend, do you think Northwestern would be in the four spot right now? Or would they be where USC is? I think they'd be ahead of where USC is. I think they'd be closer to that 7-8 that spot. But with a win over Ohio State and undefeated, I think that you would see that Northwestern team. I think they would have made it into the Final Four. Uh, Texas decides to keep Tom Herman. No big surprise. Maybe the more surprising thing was that Tom Herman apparently was interested in the South Carolina job. Maybe both teams behind the scenes were looking to get out of this deal. Do you expect that this uh, this Texas Tom Herman experiment continues to go downhill? I do. I think now that it's out, it's completely public, and obviously it's not like Chris Del Conte came out and said, "Yeah, we're looking to we're shopping around, we're trying to get Urban." But it feels that way, right? They 
they've had to come out and, and say that, no, Tom Herman's our coach. But really, it's just that you couldn't go get Urban. You couldn't get the guy that you wanted. And you look around the coaching landscape right now and say, that would probably be a lateral move considering what his buyout would be right now. I think you got to look at really next year. This is the, this is the pivotal year. And if you're a Texas fan, you almost hope, I got to imagine, you almost hope that they don't go on a playoff run or a Big 12 championship run. Cause I don't know that they want to be married to him, but if they were to go win the Big 12 and get into the college football playoff, all of a sudden he's bought himself a couple more years, I would imagine. So this next year, it'll also be really interesting to see how many guys come back. How many of the UT seniors say they want to come back and play again if there's any and not just for Texas I think that's going to be a there's over a thousand kids in the transfer portal right now that are looking to figure out where their home is going to be between kids that have transferred and seniors that are expressing interest in coming back next year it's going to be a wild offseason and Texas is really going to be one of the teams to focus on to see what talent do they bring back and how does that impact Herman next year. Taylor McCarg has been our guest, former Rice quarterback, college football analyst for ESPN. Uh, follow him on Twitter at tmccarg16. Taylor, great stuff as always, my friend, and uh, enjoy the games this weekend. We'll talk again uh, before the bowls. That sounds good. I appreciate it, guys. You'll have a good weekend. All righty. Taylor McCarg. Okay, we'll uh, blast through some uh, NFL lines next segment since Hoffman's not going to be here tomorrow. So uh, he'll have he'll have his best bet of the century. AJ's best bet of the century, or at least of the day. Coming up next, it's the Blitz on ESPN 97.5, 92.5. It's a moment when I show up, God, I'm saying, wow. This is the Blitz on ESPN 97.5. You are listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz. A couple people ask about uh, when we're going to launch the betting site. We do have sportsmapbets.com is available. It's all free. Uh, it's content from SportsGrid. Uh, the other site they're working on, I'm... Uh, I've been spending the last couple months meeting with uh, potential business partners in it. And uh, as soon as uh, kind of sifting through who would be the best fit, and as soon as we get that done, we'll be ready to move. I'd, I'd love to have it ready by Super Bowl, but it just depends on uh, you know, depends on when we get a partnership deal done, which you know I, I'm very confident will happen. But you know, we'll see. And uh, we'll give you all the kind of information that we're about to give you here, except much more in-depth. And probably more successful. Uh, Raiders, Chargers, we talked about a little bit. Raiders now three and a half on my bookie. I, I, I'll take a look at the over here. 52 is the number. I just I don't trust either one of these teams enough. And I, I do think the Chargers are going to be able to run the ball against the Raiders. Uh, I've got a couple receivers out. But, yeah, I, I, I think this will be a fairly high-scoring game, which means you can probably bet the under with both hands. Yeah, it, it's a... Uh... It's a weird situation because, like I said earlier, the Raiders are just such a, a Jekyll and Hyde type team that I, I don't I, I don't want to bet I don't want to bet against them. I don't want to bet on them. I certainly don't want to bet on the Chargers. Hell, I took the Falcons against the Chargers last week foolishly, uh, but there's no way I'm betting the Chargers again. It, it's it, that's a, I will say it's a buy it's a buy low sell high spot. Uh, yeah. I mean, the Raiders looked like garbage last week, and and the Chargers finally got a win, so. 
maybe there's a little value on the Raiders, but I think, like I said, I, I think mm-hmm. when it was three, I was interested. Yeah, th- three to me, three is the number. Three and a half, I can't touch. Three and a half, four. Is it th- three and a half now? Did it sell yeah, it's at three, three and, and a half? half yeah. I, just, I just don't want it. Uh, Bills minus six at Broncos. Yeah, I, I like every this. sharp person I know is on the Broncos. Every single one. Really? Yep. I, I, to me, it's it seems like a, a home run spot for Buffalo. I, I mean, they they seem like they're playing their best ball right now. Yeah, their defense the, has gotten better. The, the the corners right now don't really match up. It's it, it's a it seems like a bad spot, a bad matchup for Denver. But literally every sharp guy I know likes the Broncos. It's it's a a, a weird phenomenon. Yeah, I'm me. I'm not sharp because I I like the Bills. All right, well, welcome to welcome to the square side, buddy. Yeah, I'm on the square side. My, probably on the square side of the Packers Panthers too. It's it's eight, which I don't like that number, but I think the the Panthers have kind of hit that wall a little bit. And without McCaffrey, who I assume is not playing again, Packers are playing at a very high level right now, and I think we'll keep playing at a high level. So I'm going to lean Packers here. Yeah, I lean that way too. I won't play it because I played minus eight a week ago against with the Lions. Yeah, and, that, and they that didn't work out. No. Carolina, though, has no semblance of a defense. This could get really ugly. It's just a matter of motivation, I think, for Green Bay and, and whether or not they want to be running it up. I, I, it's also a short week because they're playing on Saturday. I, I, they're also in the battle for that one seed. So, yeah. I mean, that's that, and that's going to be really important. So, uh, your Texans plus seven and a half against the Colts. Don't like the hook here, but I don't think I'm going to need to worry about it. I think, I think the Colts cover this pretty easily. I lean to the Colts as well. I'm not paying. Uh, I'm not paying seven and a half. But I, uh, there's no way I'm betting on the Texans right now. A team that, I, for the first time, really last last week, I saw a team that had just totally quit. Yeah, and I could see Deshaun going out there and scraping his knee and saying, "All right, I'm done." Buccaneers minus six and a half at Falcons. You don't want to know what my numbers say, so I'm <laughs> not going to say it. Uh, it's a pass for me. It's a pass for me too, but. Everything tells me bet the Falcons. Everything, and I've if it gets to seven, I'm going to be forced. to I know, bet the Falcons. I know, and I, I, I don't want to do it. It, it. I really don't. It's against my religion. I no longer bet on the Falcons. But boy, if if, if you're in a pool and, and you, I mean that that's the side to be on. Patriots plus two at Dolphins. That's, I, that's a queer line to me. It's it's a queer line until you remember. What Bill Belichick does to rookie quarterbacks, yeah, historically. What's the total right now? Uh, the total is forty-one. That's the better play to me. Under forty-one. I, I I hate the Patriots' offense. It's gross, and the Dolphins' defense is their strength. But I also think that that Bill Belichick finds a way to frustrate Tua. I'm just hoping there's no special teams touchdowns. Uh, well, there could be. The Patriots do that Very too. Well, they be. both do. Um, you know what? If I were playing this. Rather than the plus two with the Patriots, I think I'd take the money line at 105, plus 105, and get get a little greedy there because it's pretty rare when two points comes into play. Uh, Seahawks minus six at the Washington football team. I, I want to bet the, the, the Seahawks here only because I, from what I'm gathering, Alex Smith, if he's going to play, he's not going to be 100%. Right. And if you tell me Dwayne Haskins is playing – I want to bet against the football team. I also, uh, I think the football team's uh, Cinderella slipper snaps a little bit here. Well, I, I think Seattle's going to come out and play very well. Uh, they need this game. Uh, I I inside a touchdown. I like the Seahawks. I could be I could be completely wrong, but that is a game I've I've already played and I actually got it at five and a half. Not that, that matters much, but I, I have the Seahawks. 
Bears plus three at Vikings. I think it's the Vikings for me. I, I don't know what the Vikings really are. I, I know the Bears are not nearly as good as we saw them play last week because we haven't seen them do that to anybody else all season long. So I assume they're not going to go out and do that again. Uh, the concern is the Bears are tough to run against. And obviously when Dalvin Cook is going, that's when the Vikings are at their best. Uh, probably a, a pass for me. Like I said, I said, I, like I said at the beginning, this is, there's a lot of sharp lines this week. This is another one. That yeah, it's, like, it's, it's right what it should be. I, yeah. I can't touch it. Jaguar plus 13 at Raven. I can't. I mean, you're not the, betting the Jags. No, obviously. no. The and that's the only side to be on. I think. I, I although I, I kind of think the Jags have sort of quit. The Ravens got to win. They've kind of gotten it back together. Mode. But the, that's the thing about betting on favorites. They don't always have the same goal as you. The Ravens just need to win this game. They right. don't need to win this game by 14 points. No, but I usually could, when you bet the underdog, they have the same goals as you. Plus, usually. They're, plus, they're also coming off that that wild game. In prime time against the Browns, uh, I could see a little bit of a bounce here. I, uh, definitely a letdown spot for the yep. Ravens, even though all they have to do is win. Like you said, they may not be interested in winning by 14. Cowboy plus three at home against 49er. The 49ers. I liked it better at two and a half, uh, but e- e- at three even, I- I'd-, I'd rather have the 49ers right now. 49ers, I still think, are good on defense. We saw the Cowboys eat last week against a Bengals team that's awful on defense. Cowboys can still put it up on some teams that if you, if you come out there with no no effort or no bodies on defense. The Niners aren't that. They mm-hmm. haven't quit, and they won't quit on that coach. Yeah, I, I don't have an opinion on this one. I, I The Cowboys have burned me all season long, so I, I can't touch them. Jets plus 17 and a half at the Rams. <laughs> Uh, 17 and a half? Ugh. Yeah, that half, I get you every time. I mean, it does, honestly. If I had this, like, I would say 17. If it gun to my head, I'd say it's Rams. Now, gun to head, I say, I don't know. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I'm. You're not betting the I Jets. was willing to give up 13 and a half with the Seahawks last week. I, I'm not willing to give up 17 and a half with the Rams. The truth is, I don't know if the Jets will score a point in this game. That's true. The Rams defense is playing at a very, very high level right now. You may end up seeing. I, I bet there, at some point this week we see a Joe Flacco sighting. I, I the Rams can win by eighteen points if they want to. It's just a matter of if they if they're looking to right push things. Yeah, they're, again, their interest may not be aligned with, with nope. ours because all they want to do is win. Uh, Eagles plus six at Cardinals. Um, I, one, those, I want seven, and I, you, there's a couple websites out there with a juiced seven right now. Yeah, if I get a flat seven, it'll be the Eagles. Yeah, I'm. I may take them at six. I I, I do like the Eagles here. I I may. I would wait. Well, I'm gonna wait. It's not gonna go below six. No, I don't think so. And but if it goes up, you're right. I'll be on, I'll be on Eagle. But right now, I like Eagle anyway. All right, we got uh, three games left. We'll hit those when we come back. It's the last segment of the show. Because uh, we're out at oh, 645 yeah. for Raiders Chargers. All right. Don't go anywhere. It's a blitz on ESPN 97.5, 92.5. Your home for sports is ESPN 97.5.
is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz. Let's wrap up the last three games that we hadn't gotten to. Chiefs minus three at Saints. I don't like betting against the Saints at home, but Taysom Hill versus Patrick Mahomes. It just seems like it's going to be hard for them to keep up. You yeah, know, you can't get into a shootout with Taysom Hill. No, uh, you, you, and Mahomes is going to make you score points. I, I don't know that they can keep up. Browns minus six at Giant. I think I'm going to lean Giant. I here. lean Giants too. I, I, I mean, the Browns. There has to be an emotional letdown after the game they just played. Um, they they need to win, but they don't need to win by six. No. So, and uh, finally, your favorite team in the league. 13-point favorites, the Pittsburgh Steelers over the Cincinnati Bengals. I I don't want to bet on the Bengals. I'm not that bold. If it gets to two touchdowns, I will be betting on the Bengals. I say this all the time. Mike Tomlin, when he's an underdog and he, like, he can convince his team the world's against him, he's a cheerleader coach, and he gets his guys up when, when, the, when the world believes they're going to lose. Spots like these, he struggles. Like... It, Oh, you're playing the Bengals, who have nobody at quarterback, and th- that's the kind of game where they s- they sleepwalk in there. Maybe it being on prime time helps, but this is not a good spot to to back the Steelers, in my opinion. All right, there you go. Got everything that we that we have for you. So, um, all right. Just a reminder: so AJ's going to be out dealing with a. a death in the family for the next uh well you'll, you'll be back on the 28th i guess right uh yeah 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 so uh uh we, we do have some good fill-ins josh will be doing it tomorrow with us in beaumont at the west so uh come on out if you're in the beaumont area and uh josh will be doing his show and then he'll stick around and, and do the blitz we'll do a half hour of, high, of happy hour and we'll have some fun with it and uh then on monday it'll be patrick creighton tuesday jermaine every wednesday jerry bow so all right uh, got all three of those guys coming in, and it'll be fun. Hopefully, Creighton and I can talk a little bleep to each other because uh, we're both in the semifinals of our, our league with Nate Griffin, and I'm hoping it's me and Patrick in the finals okay. because he's not afraid to talk a little bleep, and we'll have a little fun with it. So, uh, uh, But, yeah, we'll, and we'll go over everything from the weekend, and it should be exciting. So I uh, uh, hope you have a safe trip up there. Thank and, you, sir. And, uh, we'll, you know, we'll see you on the other side after Christmas. and. Aaron, you got any big plans for the weekend? Um, not really. Make Working love, around. make love to your lady. If it's in the cards, maybe. That's right, Bubba. That's right. Oh, you guys use cards. That's right. They have hey, like little they, stick figure drawings. She, uh, no, she consults her tarot cards and oh. see, like you know, she's an astronaut. So she looks at the moon and the stars, and if they all point in that direction with the cards, they make love. I was going to say we play go fish, and whoever loses, maybe gets what even, they want. Maybe even make a baby. I don't think about that. How about that? Well, well imagine that, a Christmas miracle. <laughs> we have different definitions of the word miracle. <laughs> I think accident would be the word you're looking for Listen, there. Some, some of us have been there and done that. It happens. <laughs> and then once it happens, you say, oh, now it's a miracle. At the time, you're like, oh, what well, the well, hell? You know, when, when they're born and growing up, you have to, oh, yeah, you were a miracle. You yes. don't want to tell them that, oh, man, daddy forgot to pull out. Yeah. <laughs> let's face it no dude has ever forgotten to do that they've just neglected uh, if, if you're drunk enough you neglected to eh. 
Yeah, I don't think forgot is the yeah. right word. Mm-hmm. It's not like it just you maybe you minimized the the prioritization of it at some point based on alcohol intake yeah. or you were surprised by the end result or the timing of the end result. But you never hey, forget. No, I, I don't know that you're ever really surprised. You're not that surprised. No, you even if it's even if it happens really fast, I think you kind of have an idea that it's coming. <laughs> That was probably the poor choice of words. Very poor choice of words. Oh, boy. All right. You got uh, any basketball for the people before you're gone? Um, You know, I I don't. I've got. I've got a good feeling about a game, but most of the the games that I played, I played a couple games and and their numbers are both gone right now. Um, I was on. I've I've got St. Louis uh, tonight against North Carolina State. I got it at four. I'm not sure what the current number is. Last I saw, it was like five. Uh, and I've got Wyoming minus 10 against Omaha. And again, I don't know what the current number is, but last I saw, it was like 11. So um, nothing that I'm I'm super crazy about at the current numbers. Uh, yeah, still five at, at, on St. Louis and now 12 on Wyoming. So that, that one's certainly not a play anymore. But if you're feeling... If you're feeling froggy, the Billikens are a pretty good squad. Uh, there's some four and a halfs out there, even so, go get them, Tiger. All right, all right. I don't know what a Billiken is, but I they've they've been whooping some ass. I no, I I have no idea what it is either. I just know that's their nickname. I'm sure someone could explain it to me, but I don't care enough. Their mascot looks pretty cool, though. Yeah. If that's a Billiken, I don't know. I mean, it, it's kind of like a, a a not like a not green Grinch. Is what it looks like to me, but it is a charm doll. <laughs> okay, yeah, okay, like a voodoo doll, kind of. So, like, I can. It, it, it's more like a good luck charm. Like you would buy the little, like a troll doll. Like you buy the little doll and it carry it around with you. It's supposed to bring you good luck. Well, my troll doll's name is Hassan French, and he's pro- he's the best defensive player in the Atlantic Ten. He's a he's a he's a problem for these raggedy schools. And NC State's not raggedy, but. Their wins have come against lesser competition. Let's just say that. Do people actually buy those troll dolls and carry them around? Uh, people used uh, to. Old ladies who go to play po- or uh, go to play bingo do. Really? Oh yeah. They like line them up in a specific order when they get there and set up with their giant bag full of trolls and daubers and all that crap. <laughs> oh my god! So that's what old age looks like. No, that's what old age looks. <laughs> like. <laughs> Happy Don't birthday tomorrow, by the way, my mm-hmm. man. Thank yeah, you. Happy early birthday. Yeah, we'll uh, we're gonna go out with a couple friends tonight, and and uh, I've been I, I normally bring you a bottle of uh, of birthday wishes, but unfortunately, I I totally slipped my mind in the last couple of days. I've got so much going on. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's, but I I got you on the way back. On the on I the, had to uh, worry about it. On so, the flip side, it's all good. The uh, I got you at fifty seven <laughs> or fifty six. The wife you're on fifty six. The wife asked me what I wanted for uh, my birthday. Oh, I told her I wanted a bottle of the. Uh, Highway Hemp Vodka, so that's what I got. Well, there you go. Yeah, be taking that camping with me this weekend. So, because um, we're going back to, it actually kind of makes sense this week because uh, Village Creek's about 15 minutes from Beaumont. And uh, so we're going to camp there and just I'll go do the show and then head over to the campsite. Maybe Trey can stay the night at your campsite. No, he may not. Why? Because we don't have room. What? Sorry. There's room in that camper. Uh, Yeah, but I'm not letting anybody, I'm not letting Trey in there. Why? Because. You love Trey. I do love Trey, but then I. make room. No. 
He's got he's got all kinds of people you can stay with in Beaumont. Oh, I I heard about him staying with yeah. someone in Beaumont. Yeah, so I I, I heard about that. Uh, he didn't tell me, but I heard it through the grapevine. Community outreach. He's been trying to keep it a secret, but I know what Trey was up to in Beaumont. Plus, plus, and a, I, I want details, Bubba. Well, and the last time we were in Beaumont, Trey went to every single table. He's he's a total Rona waiting to happen. I don't he want truly. To, is. I do not want that around me. Okay, sorry. But well, uh, what if he gives your wife the Roni and she dies and yeah, well, then you get that insurance. Yeah, I, 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 I'd rather her die in more traditional fashions, like she just disappears while fishing. <laughs> That's very suspicious. <laughs> exactly. But no, I, I don't don't want anybody dying. You know, just just, just make that clear. But no, I, mean, I, I, I do think we're gonna have a couple people come over Saturday afternoon and put the football on on the tv in the rv and, okay. and drink a little bit and and uh and hang out then so i mean I'm, i, I kind of feel like we have to use this damn thing now because in, in each each day she comes home with a new gadget for it and i'm like woman what are you what the hell are you doing like she she came home yesterday with this tire gauge thing which well, that it, which, seems like a reasonable well, no, it's, it's uh, like, investment. It, it's like this solar-powered deal that, that tells you your tire pressure and everything, and an alarm goes. It's just like what most cars have that tells you when your tire pressure is low. I mean, it's a 2010, so it doesn't have all that stuff. So basically, it's a computer that monitors tire pressure. So in case a tire gets low, an alarm can go off while you're driving. All right. That just seems like a bit much to me. Oh, well. All right. That's going to wrap it up. Uh, have a safe trip, man. And uh, Thank you, sir. Sorry for the reason, but at least uh, you know, get to see uh, get to see some Oregon. So there's that. Uh, see Oregon covered in snow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, poor guy. All right. And uh, we will do, uh, we'll do it again tomorrow. We'll be in uh, Beaumont. Josh Innes filling in. The West. Look forward to seeing all the Bomaniacs. Great job, Aaron. Great job, Hoffman. I sucked. But I'll try again tomorrow. Till tomorrow, stay sports, you bitches. ESPN 97.5. Please have a